0: Hello and welcome to your go-to podcast for all-round honest gay chat, The Lipsticks, where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, and the absolutely divine Yorkshire lass. I'm always going to refer to you as this because I can't get it out, can't, can't not. But yes, my wonderful uh, co-host Jess Peace, and this is your go-to podcast for all round honest gay chat because we like debating things that um that matter in the lgbtq plus community right now so each week we sort of debate what's going on we'll find interesting articles things that are like blowing up or just interesting things to discuss as well as our own experiences and we also have our fun features such as our made-up gay word of the week and we also like to shine the most massivist spotlight on someone that's doing something awesome for the community as well so welcome enjoy and we hope you stay along for the ride happy new year jess
1: happy new year sarah how are you
0: I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. We can wave back to the weird shoddy year that was 2020 and welcome 2020. I mean, it wasn't too shoddy because there was some positives that happened. So for me, like I had, I got a nephew, uh, the lipsticks podcast came along, didn't it? Um, so yeah, there are some positives that happen, but I do think, like bringing up the awful c word you know covid hopefully um like in 2021 we can see some more normal um sometime i mean i don't know anyway how about you how are you doing
1: (laughs) um i've got to say the same actually i think last year mostly was pretty um pretty naff but there were some really, really good parts, and for me personally, it was a good—it was a year of growth, which is probably the most adult thing I've said ever. But I am now 27, so maybe I can get away with it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you wise old person, you. Um, I mean, I am going to be turning 30 in less than a week, and I am freaking out that I'm leaving my 20s, Jess.
1: Why are you freaking out about it? I'd be welcoming it. I think it's pretty cool
0: yeah well I don't know I mean age is just a number isn't it but you know when you're like you're really young and you think mid-20s or 20s is like really old don't you and you feel like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this I'm gonna have that do you know what I mean and then when you actually get to and you're like 30 is really young <laughs>
1: It is really young like I think I said this in a podcast previously that I honestly thought I'd have my shit sorted out by the time I was 25 and now I'm like maybe I'll just push it back to 30 and then probably when I'm 30 I'll be like maybe I'll move it back again. I think (laughs) yeah everybody takes things at their own pace and there shouldn't be any pressure to sort of have things by a certain age but for what it's worth I think you're pretty fucking cool.
0: You think I'm pretty cool? Yeah I do. I mean I I think you're the only person who thinks I mean you know when you just know certain things about yourself and I know that I'm not cool but if you think I'm cool Jess I will take that on I think you're cool as well it
1: obviously means I'm less cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean the fact that we're debating whether we're cool or not probably means that we're not I feel like if you are cool like yeah, I don't know. I think really, I've laboured the point a bit too much, but anyway, did you have a good Christmas and New Year?
1: Nice <laughs> little sidestep. Just... I I actually had a really lovely Christmas and New Year. So this is this was like the first year that I'd spent it pretty much on my own for the most part, and it honestly wasn't terrible. I thought it was going to be really lonely and really shit. But you know what? I I've relished it. It was wonderful. I had lots of beige buffets. I drank all the whiskey. I listened to a lot of cheesy music. I watched all the films that I had no excuse to not watch anymore. I thought it was great. I had a really nice time. What about you? Um, I
0: well, I was just going to say. Um, I think you need to tell our listeners about a cocktail that you've concocted.
1: Oh, it's not a cocktail, right? It's so,
0: it is. It's it, if it includes more than one drink, Jess. Technically, it's a cocktail. <laughs> okay. Just putting it out there.
1: Um. Well, well, are we saying that a tea is a cocktail then? Because <laughs> you can take milk with it.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're pushing it a bit there.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. Well, basically, anyone who knows me knows that my drink of choice, other than tea, um, is whiskey, and I got several bottles for Christmas along with lots of skincare so I don't know what that says about me as a person but books and whiskey and skincare apparently um I felt really adult opening all my gifts this year um anyway I got a bottle of whiskey and I didn't have anything really to mix it with and I wasn't it was quite earlyish on in the afternoon it wasn't ready to sort of shot on its own (laughs) um so I put it with orange juice and actually Jim Beam with orange juice and a bit of ice in it is fucking divine honestly so nice you could knock back about four before you even think you're a bit tipsy it's great sounds
0: a bit um dangerous if you ask me
1: (laughs) no it's just really nice it's like you know when you drink a cocktail it just tastes like pop
0: so Mm. for anyone
1: that isn't Yorkshire pop is like anything that's not alcohol basically like a soft drink yes um I don't like calling them soft drinks what if they're really go (laughs) Okay. So See, it, it was a really nice, um, easy way to drink whiskey and not be bladdered, basically. Bladdered me. Ah, well yes, well it
0: sounds like you did have a lovely festive time. I had a lovely
1: time. <laughs> no, that was very judgmental. <laughs> no, it
0: was not. I never judge Jess. Come on, chill chill your beans there. Um, no, I had a very nice Christmas and New Year. Um I just dropped my pen. I do apologize, everyone.
1: In every single episode.
0: I know. I am so fidgety. I need to stop. Um, so it was my nephew's first Christmas. Um, so yeah, I um I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but I live with my sister, brother-in-law and uh, they're, oh my gosh, he's going to be a year this month. So um, a year old soon. And yeah, so it was his first Christmas. So we went, um, like decorations were up in November. Um, It was really nice to like get all festive and he's obviously a bit too young to know what's going on. um, But it was like the first time of like opening presents. And play in and um, he did fall asleep just before Christmas dinner. So technically speaking, he missed his first Christmas dinner. But you know, (laughs) but yeah, no, it was nice. It was nice. So we had a quiet one um, with the fam, um, sticking to the rules, obviously. Um, But yeah, so it was very nice. It was very nice. Um, So this week, Jess, we're going to be talking about queer baiting
1: queer baiting
0: queer baiting now I have to say when you sent me these um this is like a suggestion to talk about it was the first time that I'd heard about queer baiting however when I looked into what queer baiting was I was like oh this happens all the time
1: so- you you'd never heard the term before
0: no, I hadn't. Why? Okay. Well, um, is it quite I'm guessing it's quite common then?
1: Oh, I well I thought it was. I thought it was, but I mean maybe not, maybe not.
0: <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> do you want to um tell our listeners what queer baiting is?
1: Yeah, I can do. So it be a very sort of um I guess muffled definition coming from myself. Mm-hmm. Um but what I understand it to be is it's usually in um I guess sort of on screen or in stories or things like that where it's probably most obvious but I guess it happens in real life too and it's where um, two people will sort of I don't know how you'd, exc- how you'd describe it really but if it's safe it's happening in a film it's where they sort of um, allude to the fact that two characters may be more than friends and that they may have feelings for each other or they may be attracted to each other they could possibly be gay but they're not um, mm. and sometimes this happens obviously between two straight people sometimes it happens sort of between a heterosexual person and a bisexual or gay person um and it's just that sort of alluding to the fact that they could be together but they're not
0: yeah so it's the fact that um it there's like a certain um suggested gay storyline or um, gay something that happens, they put it in the trailer and because it's in the trailer or talked about, it's like, oh, it's queer baiting because we're baiting the queer folk so us us LGBTQ to be like oh okay um, let's check that out because I think um, it's a lot better now, but um, that, like in the past, there wasn't that much LGBTQ plus stories, was there really? Um, so I think now I know me, like I always get a bit excited when there's like a gay storyline or a gay character or something like that. So the the idea here is that um, it's queer baiting because actually. Um, they sort of suggest that there's gonna be this storyline or experience and stuff, but when you actually watch it, it's like literally two seconds or it's not even really much of a storyline, isn't it?
1: It's that thing of kind of seeming to depict a same-sex romance, but not actually representing it and not actually following through with it. So I think like, like you say, it's easy to get excited by that, but obviously when it's not that, it's that lack of sort of representation.
0: Mm. and i think i think that's the point isn't it because um i think we need to get to a point where there is more i think i've said this in a previous episode that there needs to be more of a varied reputa- representation of everything that happens in the world um so i think it's an issue because you're hooking people in to watch something and but you're not actually representing them in in a in a series or a f do you know what i mean it's quite yeah i suppose i suppose i suppose what we've got to discuss is w- whether we think it's bad and how bad it is i suppose don't we so ha- jess i'm gonna ask you do you think it's bad like on a is it on a scale of one to ten how bad do are we thinking oh i don't like putting numbers
1: on things um okay we don't have to you don't have to add that i mean like, I think I can see the appeal of it in a sense of um it's kind of I guess for creators it's probably quite fun to sort of have that sort of um flirtiness about two characters and two people that really get on well that it almost could be or should be kind of thing. Um I mean they do it with um straight storylines all the time, that sort of almost could be, but never quite is. But I think the part that's damaging of it is that if these two people get on so well, if this could be a thing, like, why is it not? Why does there have to be, like, the the romance storyline within it has to be straight? Do you know what I mean? I think that's kind of what I take from Like, I can think of a few examples we're we'll going to go into um, a, a bit later, but I think the thing with that is that I can see why creators think, oh, it'll be kind of cool if we make these two... Uh, females like really get on to so they sort of you know there's a big question about are they gay aren't they gay but then the thing of the fact that usually it means that they're not it's kind of it's a bit of a let down it's it, it's almost like well if you could have a really great chemistry with two characters and have a really great storyline there with this romance then why would you choose not to and always make them heterosexual does that mm. make sense
0: yeah definitely and I think um, especially in in society nowadays um it's it's less sort of um like black and white do you know what I mean like you hear like when I when I came out or realized that I was gay um I had a few friends come to me um sort of saying like about their experiences and when they felt like they had um, fancied someone, um and, they didn't know whether it was more and stuff so I think nowadays it's like it's less so you're either one way or the other I think I think it's more we've got a long way to go but it's sort of more accepting to that that, do you know what I mean be be um attracted to same sex um different sex do you know what I mean I think I think it's more people people it's safer to be more fluid I suppose is the point I'm getting across
1: yeah I guess I guess so I think um just because I do have a really good example of this literally just as you were talking if anybody ever did watch Friends um probably one of the first ever like sort of recollections I have of seeing um lesbians on screen and it's obviously the the kind of, the background is that there's a character called Ross who marries um, a woman called Carol and it turns out she's then a lesbian. It's never kind of put that she, she obviously was in love with this guy and was very happy with him for all these years and then, you know, decided she also liked women. It was very much, she's either straight or she's gay. And I, yeah. we've come a long way since then. So that was obviously like sort of 94. Um, come a long way since then in sort of having characters who are, um, sexually fluid and, and gender fluid and things like that, but it's still very much kind of almost. It seems that in a lot of uh, um, scripts and texts and things, that people still like this idea of sort of baiting it a little, but we're not we're not going to go through with that.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I suppose for me, it depends. So if if there is a um, storyline where throughout. Like, there's a whether it's a film or a series or whatever. If the theme throughout is a little bit like, oh, are they, aren't they, is there a little bit more there? And that's and that is explored and looked at because that that does happen. I suppose what's more sort of damaging is where like so you've got like a a whole series or a whole like lots of different seasons and in the trailer for the first one they pick out like a a a minute or a couple of seconds scene where there's like this um uh gay uh, storyline or experience and stuff and they put that in the trailer so then that and so then when we watch that we're like oh Maybe it's going to explore not just straight uh, relationships, but it's also going to explore um, LGBTQ plus as well. But then when you actually watch it, like it's literally just that bit that they've showed in the trailer and that's all that's said about it. So I feel that that's when it's bad because that's where you've baited someone to watch because yeah do you know what I mean I feel that that's that's deceiving and that, that I suppose that's bad for me that's I suppose it's the level of queer baiting I suppose
1: yeah I guess it's a little bit like Black Swan in that sense if you think about that film a lot of people might think about a sex scene between the two main characters right so, yes pretty hot. I mean that, spoiler
0: alert that- spoiler alert <laughs>
1: i'm so sorry but i mean it's a pretty hot scene and i'm guessing a lot of people did watch that film for that um i'd be lying if i said i didn't um <laughs> but not like not like in a cd way just like a, oh my god it's like two women and they're thinking it was like gonna be this really sort of like dark love story and it's not at all that's the only scene in there that's kind of like that so i guess mm. like what you mean is that probably did come up in the trailer and people might have thought oh this this is like a you know an inclusive kind of storyline but actually it's it's a very very small part of something a lot wider and bigger than that
0: but um i have to say that like even though so in black swan even though that is a very small part of the film it's still a big part of that person's character development isn't it i suppose so i suppose that's a bit different um where i suppose it's not like it's not there's never an easy answer is there because i suppose people might listen to this and just think we're like angry gay people who just want more, like want everyone to be gay.
1: I was going to offer the contrary, actually, because I think obviously in an ideal world, it, it wouldn't be like, here is a section of films on Netflix that are gay. It would be... There are films that have gay characters in and there are films that don't. That's absolutely fine. I think it's more the idea of pe- the, pe- the reason people seem to, not necessarily my view or maybe not your view, but the reason people seem to get angry at queer baiting, is because it's so easy that there are characters that have great chemistry that directors choose or writers choose not to sort of um, explore and favour it for a more heterosexual storyline. So it's almost like a if you're not gonna run with that and it's not sort of detrimental to the character, why put it in? It almost feels yeah. a little bit cruel that it's there if it's not gonna be explored.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um so so I suppose I suppose we're sort of both agreeing on queer baiting, aren't we?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: So this this whole topic that we're talking about um, leads us into discussing this news. This ooh, get my get my teeth in, Jess. Um, uh, so yeah, so this whole topic leads us into talking about this week's news item. Um, so yes, um, technically speaking, there's two, but it covers the same subject. Um, So, we will link out in the show notes, Um, but The Independent and Digital Spy have picked out the fact that, so the new Netflix series, Bridgerton, has um, been, uh, what's the word, Um, ah, what's that word?
1: I mean, there are several words, I could think of. I mean,
0: there's loads of words. Would be a good one. What? What?
1: Scrutinized would be one
0: scrutinized for be for queer baiting. <laughs> does that sentence make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> so, uh, first things first, I don't believe you've watched Bridgerton, have you?
1: I haven't, but it's on my never ending <laughs> list of things I need to watch. It is up there, um, but I have obviously for the purpose of this podcast read about it.
0: Good, good research. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I am currently watching bridgerton um and i understand why they have been um not told off but why they have been sort of um pulled up for doing this whole queer baiting and it's what we were talking about before so basically it's a period drama um that sort of shows what it was like back then um to for women to find husbands. I mean, I'm so glad I wasn't born then, Jess.
1: I mean, you say that. Have you seen have you
0: seen Gentleman Jack? Because that's like the that whole thing of falling in love with a woman. I do, I really like Gentleman Jack. So do I, do I? I really I- do like Gentleman
1: Jack. Saran Jones.
0: Mm, it's Dr. Foster. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Incredible woman. Incredible woman. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically it's really good. So basically it just sort of shows um what like what men and women had to do back then to um like, what courting was like. Um <laughs> corsets do not look fun to wear. <laughs> huh?
1: Courting. My my nanny used to say that. Are you courting? Are you <laughs> Well, that's what they say
0: back then, don't yeah, they? Course, yeah. Um But corsets do not look fun. Uh, no,
1: they don't.
0: I mean, sexy, but I don't know how that's I feel about the whole ribs getting. Huh?
1: Sexy but uncomfortable. And if, oh. if you like carbs, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be the ideal piece of clothing.
0: No, exactly. <laughs> and it gives you rib problems as well, doesn't it? <laughs> but anyway so yeah so uh oh, so basically that,
1: that would
0: be a it, it would it really really would <laughs> it really would um but yeah so basically um I'm beating around the bush here aren't i yeah uh, come cool. so basically what um what bridgerton did Bridger, bridgerton did was in the trailer um they showed a um brief moment of two guys seeming to get it on um so obviously if you are in the lgbtq plus community and you see the trailer you may be like oh maybe they're gonna be showing some gay relationships uh in the periodical times um periodical times hey, <laughs> Um, but yeah, but basically, they've got into trouble because there's a fair few episodes, and literally, what you see in the trailer is basically all you get. No. There is no storyline, spoiler alert, but there is no sort of main. <laughs> there's
1: no storyline,
0: we'll stop. No, no, there's no LGBT storyline, so there's no storyline of, um, like a gay male um looking for a mate it's literally what you see in the trailer is what you get so they've been in they got into trouble for that because obviously that is a bit misleading isn't it
1: yeah definitely
0: um so so yeah um I mean what's quite interesting is I didn't even watch the trailer and I didn't even realize this was a thing but after reading the articles it will link to and watching the trailer I was like oh that is a bit naughty isn't it now No.
1: It was like, what? Sorry, it went, it went a bit quiet then.
0: Oh, I just said it's a bit naughty what they did.
1: Yeah, it's naughty. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's definitely sort of baited to something that definitely wasn't really delivered on. And I think if pretty much all that's in the storyline is what you see in the trailer, then that could be really misleading for mm. a certain kind of audience that might be looking for that.
0: Exactly it is good it is I'm not saying Bridgeton is a good uh tv Netflix series to binge on so if you are looking for something yeah um but I'm unfortunately there's not that much LGBTQ plus action unfortunately
1: see I think so I have a really great example of this because I've not seen Bridgerton yet so I can't really comment um but I have a really great example of this I am a massive fan of Sherlock so the BBC version of it um so obviously Martin Freeman Benedict Cumberbatch i I think the way it's written is amazing. Like, I love Sherlock Holmes anyway, but this adaptation for me was really sort of nearly perfect. Um, And if you haven't seen it, then there are going to be some spoilers, so I apologise. But the basic way that they write these two characters, the the story is obviously that Sherlock Holmes has this really great friend and confidant and partner, um, Dr. John Watson, and they're sort of really sort of lifelong friends. Once they meet really close, they live together together. Obviously, at that time, I guess, two males living together, when it was originally set, two males living together would be very different to two women living together. Um, But obviously, the way it's set in modern day and stuff is that they're really sort of still really close. They really get on. Sherlock is known for being somebody that doesn't really let people in, doesn't really have human feelings and things. But the way that whoever wrote this, um, I think it was Stephen Moffat, the guy that does League of Gentlemen. Um, The way that it was written, these characters very did nearly seemed to be a gay couple. It was alluded to quite a lot that they had more than friendly feelings for each other. There was this kind of thing in the air of, wouldn't it be great if these two ended up being gay? Even though we know the stories, like we know the legends of it and they're not, wouldn't it be great if they were written this way? And I think at the time, I was kind of like, (laughs) I was rooting for it, I wanted it to happen. I was like, oh my God, this is so good, like it'd be great. And then having sort of thought about it afterwards, it's kind of damaging that they wrote two characters that way and then never did anything with it because almost hmm. be there should be a way to sort of normalize platonic intimacy. Sure. Like um, having a friend that's so close that you, you know, you do like feel tenderly about and, but not romantically there is di- there's, there is a difference, but the way that they were written, it did kind of, it really did queer bait. And I think looking back at it now, it would have been, you know, so easy to not have that in if it wasn't ever going to be a thing, because that wasn't how the stories played out. Mm. And I think the only other one that I can think of that super comes to mind is, obviously, in, in Pitch Perfect, um, how there's Brittany Snow's character and Anna Kendrick's character, and they're very sort of, like, um, very flirty, and there's a lot of queer bit in there that they might kiss or they might get together. <laughs> Again, very sort of... I mean, it's so casual. Like, the, the how casual it is is really kind of cool, but also again, not really necessary, I think. But then maybe that's more realistic because people do, you know, straight women flirt with gay women all the time. Um, yeah. And I'm sure it's the same for, you know, other variants of that. But maybe that's to know.
0: I think in your two examples, the Sherlock one feels more damaging than the Pitch Perfect one. Yeah. Um, because. I think we need to be careful because if you, I think for me, if, if something has been done to mislead or um, attract a certain audience, but then not deliver, then that's an issue for me. Whereas Mm. if people want to play around and sort of. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I
1: think that's the thing. I think it's not it's not always going to be damaging. I think, like you said, if it's misleading and it's a huge part of what happens but isn't ever sort of acted upon or sort of written out or played out in any way, then I, I would see that as damaging. If it's something that's a bit more innocent and a bit more, I guess, realistic or yeah. you know, like a bit flirty, then I think that's different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What there is, yeah. What is the right answer here? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um. Right. Should we do the gay made up word of the week or the spotlight next? What are you fa- what are you thinking? What are you fancying? What
1: am I thinking? Um. Fanking. I don't know what, know what that one. Because I've got one. I've got one this week. Um for our big shiny gay spotlight um so we've had we've had an artist we've had a musician we've had a sort of um ooh, what was the other one what kind of thing would you call it like I guess independent feel,
0: yeah feel good club
1: yeah feel good club um and I wanted to take a look at somebody who writes for this one um, and I thought of somebody who I have spoken to a few times. Um, she's super wonderful. Uh, she's called Charlotte Lunn and she is on Instagram and she is a poet. Um, she also sells independent books in this really sweet bookshop too but her instagram is full of original poetry she's done it for a few years she runs um poetry workshop classes and provides feedback one-to-one for other aspiring poets Um, she's pansexual um which she is very sort of loud and proud about as she should be uh, and super super lovely and her work is great um Her whole account is just very sort of feel-good vibes, building up other people. She's got this really great sort of community there. And I also dabble myself in a little bit of poetry. Um, And she's been super, super lovely in sort of helping me to um, find the right way to kind of put that out there, Um, as I know she's done with a few other writer friends of mine. So I wanted to shout out to her, basically, for that, because I think it's just awesome that she's so selfless and um, very sort of gay and proud and writes really great stuff and um, that's super inclusive so that is my person for this week so she's on instagram um and it's charlotte blun poet um, and she's super friendly so if you are into poetry um then go and say hi ah uh,
0: well yes and we'll make sure we will link out to her in the show notes as well um my friend got a awesome christmas present uh we did secret santa um, with a, a group of my old school pals, um, oh, cool. and one one person got a, a poem a day book, so oh, a book you. full of yeah, a book full of short um, poems, and the idea is that you need to read one every day.
1: Oh yeah,
0: that's really nice. I like that. Mm. So uh, yeah, I feel like I need to get more into poetry. I feel like poetry is very like sophisticated.
1: I guess I don't know. I guess I've always always studied English really. Um it was the thing that I was best at. And I think at that time it's very much like the yeah, James Joyce and things like that. And I, I think it's less sophisticated now. Not less sophisticated, but more I, I think in in this sort of day and age anyone can publish anything anywhere. And <laughs> sort of on Instagram there are a lot of people that write poetry um if you look at people like sort of atticus or um rm drake and things like that it's basically just it's like quotations and smaller poems and things um but i think anyone anyone can sort of like it. yeah i think
0: i think for me I, I, i've just i've just had a had like a sort of realization but i i do whenever someone talks about poetry i always think of it as like sophisticated this like Um, certain thing, but I suppose with poetry, is that poetry can be like it's more inclusive, isn't it? And, um, like it's more about people sharing their experiences and getting creative. And there's like poetry and pop songs, do you know what I mean? So I'm guessing
1: narratives are more
0: surrounded by it.
1: It's like music, but without the music. (laughs) It is. That sounds really generic, but like there was once, um, I can't remember who said it, but it was in this documentary, and it was not everybody reads poetry, but nearly everybody listens to music, and it is kind of like that. It's the same kind of thing, I think. Hmm. Yes, very much so. Maybe I'll maybe for your birthday I'll get you a poetry book, (laughs) (laughs) or just write me
0: some poetry. You know, I'm 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 open minded. Right. Um Jess, I have this week's gay made up word of the week and I got it right. I said it
1: right yeah, this I was time. Just say, I'm so proud of you because you said it right
0: this whole X word. <laughs> <laughs> um so Jess, my word this week is futch. Spelt F- uh, Sorry, did you just swear? <laughs>
1: no fuch
0: <laughs> futch yes f-u-t-c-h
1: right what does that mean
0: and Futch, so i i will um link out to um where i got this definition from um but you know her um the dating app her oh you don't know the dating app her there, really, there was, I there was silence any,
1: i don't know any dating haps. Haps, apps apps apps
0: Apps, apps well there's a dating app called her and um yes so they've said that butch, spelt f-u-t-c-h refers to any queer woman or non-binary person who is a little bit femme so more feminine leaning in style and energy and a little bit butch so also having more masculine leaning vibes um so some Futch iconography includes bolo ties. I don't know what a bolo tie is. Let me I'm gonna Google that. Have you heard of a bolo tie? Oh okay. It's like um how the hell do I right, get have you got are you in front of the webs, Jess? Um, yeah. Ty- um. Type in bolo tie. I think it's like cowboy. Oh yeah. right, yeah, yeah.
1: It looks like a mini lasso.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so um so we've got bolo ties floral print um bandanas around the neck cuffed jeans you are a cuffed jean oh, right, right,
1: yes so when you fer- you actually referred to me as this the other day
0: hang on let me before we get into this just a little bit so snapbacks jumpsuits shoulder length hair and the occasional red lip this is you jess <laughs> I've never seen you in a snapback, but anyway, or a jump... Oh, no, I have seen... Anyway, carry on. Um,
1: that's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so you actually called me this the other day. Um, and I think... Oh, is that you in your pen again? <laughs> Sorry. You need to busy your hands. <laughs> cleanly. <laughs> um, so I think... I don't know. I would... I don't know how I describe myself. I think, I'm- I think I am very feminine in a lot of ways but I also probably am a bit like air quotes like tomboy in some ways too um so I think I've explained this to you before um I have days where I want to dress really really feminine and then I have days where I want to dress like like an absolute boy does that make sense yes not in a not in a sort of gender questioning or anything like that not that there's anything wrong with that at all but it's I'm very sort of comfortable being a female but sometimes I like you know I'm pretty much always wearing cuff jeans to be honest um and a nice flannel shirt or something like that um I don't wear snapbacks because I have a very small head
0: right so you (laughs) haven't found a snapback but um um I mean I mean this is weird because I've never met you in person, so I can't uh, which is really weird to say, isn't it like
1: well, look, this is yeah so uh, this is gonna sound really creepy, but when you oh. when you called me this the other day, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure like we're both pretty feminine and then I went on a bit of an Instagram stalky thing of your profile and you wear a lot of dresses, and I was like, oh she really is feminine she really is uh, well i
0: mean i I would sort of. Class myself. I mean, COVID times, I'm not gonna lie, I have been wearing a lot of joggers and um hoodies. Do you know what I mean? And like walking attire is very um like yeah, that's very like jeans and comfies and practical. But in normal life, I would say I was like, I do like a dress, um, and and, and yeah, so but I do like a comfy jean as well. So I don't know, but I would I would think I'm more feminine, um, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think you're, I'd say you're quite feminine. I think, well, I don't know. Like, I'm very much like a, if I go out, I'm very much a jeans and a nice top. I do love a jumpsuit. Um, I, that's yes. a better alternative to any kind of dress situation for me. I just don't like dresses. Um, but then if I was to describe what I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing a black T-shirt, which is obviously tucked in. <laughs> I'm wearing a cuff jean. I'm wearing like a walking boot and a flannel shirt. And my hair
0: is kind of shoulder length. Um, later on, I'm just, I've <laughs> still got the hair article up. Mm-hmm. And um, well, what they've said is, uh, so they've got a subheading, which is what is Fritch style? And they've said, Fritchers like to play with gender in their style. They wear a suit, but pair it with heels or they wear a dress with fans um they effortlessly switch between high femme energy
1: and tomboy chic so this
0: is you isn't it
1: oh i'd say that is me like i can think of people that are a lot more like that are still feminine but more air quotes butch as the word is um but And I've always thought I was kind of like, I always say it, even before I figured out that I was gay, I, like, I was always like, a, some, sometimes I really want to dress like a guy and sometimes I really want to dress like a woman. Um, very sort of stereotypical there, obviously, fluidity across all of that. Um, mm. But I have such a soft spot for anybody who dresses androgynously. Like, I, uh. I say this all the time. George Harrison, David Bowie, Alexa Chung. Uh, Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry,
0: uh, oh, I love him. He's got the best hair in the world. Harry Styles is, um, like, got some awesome, like, he some of the outfits he wears. I'm like, that is bold, but yeah. pull it off. He does. Um, he so, so, yeah. So, Jess, is foot going into the glossary?
1: Yeah, put it in. Okay. <laughs> Huh? Are we getting the noise? Do we get the noise this time? I don't know. Don't put I don't know. How am I gonna find a noise? What noise do we want? Well last time you just sort of did that.
0: Did what? <laughs> <laughs> did you just like slap the table or something? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need like a closed book sound, don't we? Yeah right it's in there it's solidified the book is yeah. closed great
1: okay. what can i master let's let's go for it so we're putting it in you ready yeah <laughs> i <love it. laughs> oh god i'm so easily pleased
0: uh, oh i i find that sounds very entertaining jess i um, i, uh,
1: I whenever we're coming to editing and i'm doing the show notes and i sort of have a mini listen to figure out what we were droning on about in the episode I always find myself laughing at you so much I think you really feel
0: yeah. it uh, see we can't right. we've already said each other's really cool people are going to be reaching for the sick buckets if we're like oh, all yeah. right, I can't, I can't right really now. Stop. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Jess that brings us to an end I think this is episode 5 already crikey Crikey. Crikey indeed. We're gonna be in gonna be <laughs> in double figures soon.
1: Double what? Figures. <laughs> Your U-Hole in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we, went from, we went from nothing to five episodes already. <laughs> uh we need
0: U Hole. That's the uh, that's next week's made up gay word of the week, because that's a great one. <laughs> Oh dear, but yes. Anyway, um, I've had a wonderful time. Um, have you, Jessica? I always want to say Jessica, but I know why, you're not Jessica. Why would
1: you insist on calling me that? I don't, know. I, don't um, know. I have had a wonderful time. It's been a really nice way to set off the new year, I think. It's like um, a friend of mine who also runs a podcast, it's brilliant, by the way, um, said that our podcast was really sort of giggly and fun and that we were very much like on the same page as two separate people which I thought was really nice like therapy
0: it is it really is what's your friend's what's your friend's podcast by the way
1: it's Thierry's podcast oh
0: do you want a little shout out to that one I feel like we could do a bit of cross promotion
1: yeah it is wonderful um so the podcast is called why didn't you tell me and it's um run by three wonderful um black gentlemen. so if you want to hear about all the things that they sort of wish that they'd known before um about their careers their upbringings and just general sort of day-to-day chit chat then go and check it out we'll put it in the show notes as well Um, there we go but it's it's wonderful it's very sort of effortless and very cheeky yeah
0: I do um I don't I so I know Thierry um because yeah um I know him sort of through the SEO community should we say um and he is wonderful he is lovely um well yeah the times that i've spoken to him so yes um that was a character reference if ever
1: you've heard one what do you mean (laughs) you're so cute when you fumble with your words
0: (laughs) I'm, uh, see, you shouldn't point that out that I'm fumbling. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so, um, people, if you want to get in touch with us, so maybe you want to, um, suggest a topic that me and Jess can discuss. Maybe you want to ask us a question that we can discuss and answer on the podcast. We will keep you, um, if you want to remain anonymous, very much said that word wrong then we will um but if you want us to say who we are who you are then we will as well um if you've got a gay word of the week that you want us to say or maybe there's someone that you know that's doing amazing stuff for lgbtq community then please do get in touch um jess we're on twitter aren't we
1: we are indeed so we're on twitter at the lipsticks pod um, so uh, we're sort of building that up at the moment, but come and say hello. Give us something to talk about.
0: Yes, um, we're personally on Twitter as well, aren't we?
1: We are indeed. So you can find myself at, at P-E-A-C-E, so that's P-E-A-C-E, with three Ys on the end. And then Sarah is at
0: SarahMCDUK. Um, we have also set us up, ourselves up on Instagram. Whoop, whoop. Let me just, um, I should know what our handle is off my heart, shouldn't I? This is a bit bad. Um, but yes, so on Instagram, we are the Lipsticks Podcast. Um, so come and find us on there. Again, we've only just joined. Um, so yeah, if you want to DM or um, follow us on there and see what's what, then please do. Um and then the other way is by good old email, isn't it?
1: It is indeed. So you can email us at right. Let's get this right because I think we've gotten it wrong a few times. <laughs>
0: I think so too.
1: I think it's hello at <laughs> com.
0: No, it's not. <laughs>
1: email, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I've got it right in front of me right now. Well, Shall I just say well, it? Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> So our email address is thelipstickspodcast at gmail.com. There
1: we go. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. We're so professional. I think so. You said that before. Oh, I'm blaming you. <laughs> like, I've never said hello.
0: Like well, I know I we're not fancy enough that. to have at Lipsits Podcast yet. We're still I Gmail.
1: Think we, we, were, we were building the website and my other website I have is it just gave me hello app. Maybe not. Okay. I... All right, show off with your fancy email address. <laughs> oh, her off. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no, I
0: know. <laughs> oh my days. Right, should we I've got a roast to go and cook. So, um, what are you doing?
1: Um, I'm gonna go and make some pasta. Costa. Costa. I don't know why I said it like that but anyway uh, <laughs>
0: uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and whatever day of the week you're listening to have a fabulous rest of the week or beginning of the week or beginning of the day or end of the Our day end of the week. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah <laughs> you do you guys you do you um, yes so uh, we until next time